episode of VPN Weekly. This is your host, That Bottleface, and uh, as with every week so far, I am joined by the one and only Cheeky. Hello, hello. Good to be back yet again. Yet again back for our fifth episode uh, overall, Um, and like always, we gotta pay the bills, so today's episode is sponsored by the Noodle Squad on ice. When the skating gets rough, it's time to get buff. Use the special offer code MUSCLEMILK for $10 off your admission. Uh, And also don't forget to check out um, our social media page, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Just search FVPAA. Uh, And on YouTube, FVPAA TV, where you can look up uh, last week's Team of the Week, the week before. uh, Any video that we've ever done, you can find on that YouTube channel. And also, if you haven't noticed, we are now officially on iTunes. So, if you have an Apple device, just search on the podcast store uh, for VPN Weekly, and you will find all of our episodes. Now, uh, a quick recap of what we're going to do today on this episode. First, like always, me and Cheeky are going to choose one game uh, from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to give a quick recap about uh, what happened throughout the week. Uh, and our second part, uh, we're going to try to break down how this playoff picture is going to going to look uh, when it's all said and done. And stay tuned for our third part of the episode where we get to interview IFVPA Mexico's center back, Crazy Wentz. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, now, Cheeky, as with every week, we like to go and choose our favorite games uh, throughout the week and kind of give a little recap and insight in case you missed it. And we got three great games for, to talk about tonight, and we're going to jump right in. I'm going to start off, uh, and our Tuesday matchup, uh, a battle for first place, never unlucky, two, rare footage, one. Two goals for never unlucky, like I said, one goal by unlucky Dustin, and another goal by Vanderduke, the uh, the center back, uh, with an assist from unlucky Masters and unlucky Evo, and Masters got the man of the match. Uh, Cheeky, can you give me a little insight maybe on how Rare Footage did? Um, looks like this, uh, I think this is one of their only two losses they've had on the season. It's, uh, like you said, it's still shocking they're, well, they're at the first place and it's not shocking that they're there because they've proven week after week that they have the staying power, but the fact that they only have two losses on the season is crazy to think, uh, especially with some of the pow- the regular powerhouses suffering multiple losses more than usual. But rare footage, uh, this was a rare loss for them against Never Unlucky. And what you like you said, there was the battle for first place. And they kept the first place so far after the end of last week. But uh, the 2-1 loss could be uh, something that helps decide the, the fate of Never Unlucky getting first place at the end of the season. Now, where it currently stands, uh, Never Unlucky is in second place with 49 points in 22 games played. While rare footage is in first place with 55 points in 23 games played. Um, so rare, rare footage does have one more game played than never unlucky. Uh, so it will be interesting to see once we hit 34 games where those two end up. Uh, cheeky, why don't you go ahead and give me your first game from Tuesday? 
All right, the match that stood out for me on uh, Tuesday's match night was a victory for FC Predators over Clockwork. Um, FC Predators, um, is the first time in Division One, they um, earned their way to be there after the preseason, and um, they got a big win against Clockwork, a team that's uh, higher than them in the tables um, in playoff position currently, where a spot where Predators are looking to go. And uh, they're only within they're within seven points of them, so uh, any points are always positive, especially if it's three. With goals coming from the montage guru Booberry Love, he scored two goals with the man of the match with assists coming from total ninety and quick draw small. Now Booberry Love, I must admit, does make my favorite uh, YouTube montages. Um, if you have not watched them, please do because they are really something. Um, now, we are going to, in our second part of our episode, talk about kind of how everything is falling into place so far, and we're going to recap and preview some of the potential playoff matches that, that may be coming up, um, but that is in the second part, and a lot of the teams we're talking about now are going to be in that discussion. Uh, one that I'm about to name right now, with Unleashed CF, uh, they went up against Carnage FC. And they beat them by the score of six to nothing. Uh, really quick, I'll recap it. Viva Calvo uh, with three goals and assist, and the man of the match. Uh, Ryu Ten with two assists. Slick Shooter with a goal. War Machine with an assist. Um, FC Violent two goals, while Awesomeness Prime got an assist and uh, got that clean sheet. Uh, Cheeky, you also got a clean sheet in this match. Can you give me a little insight of, of what you guys did to Carnage? Um, I kind of let this uh, call this our letting some steam off match. Um, we had lost on Tuesday. Um, we only had one game because of take notes folding. So uh, we came in cold and lost the heartbreaker to uh, We Have Heart on Tuesday. So we came in Wednesday just looking for points and uh, actually desperate to avenge our loss to Carnage the, the week before. I think they beat us 3-1. So uh, we came out, um, kind of shook the uh, lineup uh, up a little bit. Uh, I actually went back to center back, and we put uh, we brought in uh, Violent, uh, put him at outside mid, and moved Ryu up to striker. And looks like it paid off. Violent uh, scored two goals, almost had the heady. Cavo had three goals, nothing new for him. He's uh, still balling out like normal at striker. But yeah, it's just was a it was a huge game for us. Um, just morale wise, we needed something to boost us up after the loss the day before, and uh, winning six nil can uh, help bring spirits a lot higher for anybody. Uh, now a six nil win will raise the, you know some spirits. But tell me about your next game because somehow some team managed to score more than six points. Yeah, but I was thinking while we were um, playing the match that six nil's got to be a like a high bar to set for um, teams to achieve as far as just total goals scored. And then, uh, lo and behold, one of my former teams uh, and uh, former ACL winner, Never Unlucky, beat the replacement 7-2. And I think it was kind of uh, like the big brother just um, getting back at the little brother because the replacements beat Never Unlucky uh, the previous week, I believe, and they uh, made sure that the, everyone in the league knew about it. So uh, they came back and uh, brought the fury, and um, he had a – Hat trick from uh, Papa Diggs, a goal from Africa, and an assist from him. A dish by Unlucky Evo. Dustin had a goal, and whew, he had four four assists. 
uh, on the night. And then we've got goals from D-Block, goal from Vanderduke, an assist from CPK. I think the Waterboy got in there and had an assist. The man of the match was like, I don't know, everyone seemed to have points and stats against this team. And it was, like you said, it was a blowout. Um, placements just didn't have anything to respond to. Unlucky, they did manage to score two goals, uh, both coming from Sanders. And what, uh, at least they, like they didn't get shut out, but they did give up the most goals. Yeah, and replacements is one of the, you know, they're one of those teams that are kind of trying to fight off relegation after almost folding in the beginning of the season. Um, and, re- you know, results like this won't help that cause. Um, but there are still plenty of games uh, left to be played. My... Uh, final game that was played on Thursday that I would like to talk about is a matchup between Quality Football and Carnage FC. Uh, Quality Football came away with this win with the score of 2-1. to one. Uh, Goals by Lucky X and Pyro16. Um, this, this was a matchup that Carnage maybe wanted to redeem themselves, and they came close. They scored a goal. Texas Tennant was able to, to, to get one in there, but they weren't able to finish it off. Um, Cheeky, any thoughts? Um, it's, uh, like I said, it's a game between the two teams just trying to avoid the relegation zone. Uh, both of them are well within the range of making playoffs if they can rattle off a few good wins. And that's why, like, even, like, every game just means something. And it's a good, huge win for quality football to keep themselves afloat. And, uh, like I said, they've been struggling to field players I've seen some days. But, uh, they managed to get enough guys out and get a win over Carnage, uh, Carnage FC and, like I said, Carnage is just a uh, last week was a week to uh, forget about them because they uh, like with the loss to Unleashed and the huge loss to Dump Truck Two, I believe they uh, just uh, it was a week to forget for them. Unfortunately. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Cheeky, your last game. Okay, my uh, last game to cover, or my one that stood out to me on Thursday was a win for Dump Truck CF over Prestige Football. Uh, Prestige is still, like I said, four weeks in. They're still top a top five team, and they're looking. Uh, they have staying power. They're not going anywhere. But they did uh, lose, unfortunately, to Dump Truck CF um, with goals coming from Farrell and two from Adrian, who was the man of the match, and then assists coming from Regista Six, Boateng X, and Farrell with an assist. And um, like I said, they went from uh, fighting off relegation within the first second week. Uh, they fought back, and they're, I believe they're almost top five now. And it's uh, they've been fighting back. They are uh, getting clean sheets left and right. And I'm pretty sure they're giving you a run for your money as far as clean sheets go. And they uh, got a big 3-1 win over Prestige Football. Uh, just to set the record straight, me and Hot Pants are currently tied uh, with 11 clean sheets. Ooh. So it's always an exciting race for clean sheet leader. Uh, oh, yeah. But that is the end of part one. Uh, part two, we are going to try to make sense of this crazy playoff picture that's starting to develop. Um, so stay tuned. And we're back. Uh, now, Cheeky, we need to talk about how this playoff picture is working out. Because it is a little muddy. Um, so, Cheeky, will you first g- tell everyone who, who may not know how the playoff system for ACL works? All right. Well, for ACL, uh, the first division, 
at the end of the season, there's 34 games played and eight teams make the playoff. So the top eight teams uh, make it in. If there's a tie, say tie between eighth and ninth, uh, the deciding factor is head-to-head. So whoever won the head-to-head matchups is the team that goes through. And like you said, uh, eight teams go through and they uh, match up in home and away matches on that the Tuesday of playoffs and go. You go from there. You can go from eight to four to two. All right. Now, if this is your first uh, ACL, welcome. Uh, if this isn't your first, you are aware of how exciting the last week or two of the season is. Uh, trying to get the you know th- this eighth place spot because once you get into playoffs, all bets are off. Um, there have been teams in the first seed who have lost in the first round of playoffs. There are teams who are in, in the eighth seed who have made it all the way to semis. And, you know, it. you never know what's going to happen. And at the moment, we have a very interesting uh, battle for eighth place. Currently, with 24 games played, Bang Nation is in the eighth spot with 37 points. Right behind Bang Nation, in ninth place is American Outlaws with 36 points. Uh, same amount of games played. Uh, and they're a team who, who have been here a very long time. D'Lo, is, this is not his rookie season managing. Uh, it seems like almost every year, American Outlaws is, is fighting for this spot. Um, some years he's successful, some years he's not. Hopefully this is a successful year for him and, and his team. Um, but Predators are right behind them with 33 points, and they only have 21 games played. So some teams don't have the correct amount of games played, rather, you know, because either they rescheduled or, or a team... Uh, couldn't make it. It's hard to tell what's going on. Cheeky, can you, you know, who else is maybe fighting for that spot? Yeah, it's uh, quite the logjam uh, down in eighth place. Like you said, Big Nation has 37 points in 24 matches. Predators, the newcomer to D1, has uh, 33 points with two less games in both Big Nation and American Outlaws. So they could literally actually uh, jump in the spot with just a win and a tie. And they still be even on games. Another team's fighting are uh, my team, Unleashed. We're uh, sitting at 33 points with 23 matches played. So we're uh, one game down with uh, four points to get into eight, uh, eighth place. And as we said earlier, teams like Carnage and Quality Football sitting on 30 and 28 points uh, respectively. Where um, all points count. And they're, I mean, they're only seven points away from an eighth spot. Eighth place spot, so it's I mean, it's a battle. These final weeks are going to be uh, just neck and neck. Teams fighting, uh, fighting to get that last that coveted eighth spot. Yeah, and you know, I believe you said it before, but every game that is played is important. That head-to-head matchup could be the deciding factor. Um, now, when you look at the bottom of the table, take notes is, is that's that's you know that team is is relegated. They folded. They're gone. Uh, in 17th place currently are replacements. Now, we talked about them before. They're the team that uh, Jimmy Jones brought out of dead, and now Johnny Slav is managing. They have 17 points. They, they need to get into 15th spot. Um, right now, they're fighting with football, Fino, We Have Heart, and Primitive. Any one of those teams can go down and, and relegate themselves. And it just shows how competitive... D1 is year in and year out because We Have Heart was a very successful D2 team who won the the D2 playoffs um, and now find themselves in D1. So, 
you know, it's a stacked league as you know, as always, and every year it seems to be harder and harder to get into playoffs. Yeah, it's actually crazy. You look like I say we look at a team like we have Hart and they have uh, a lot of talented players and then um they actually have a player named Isco who uh, talks his team up or talks a big game and he was actually on a team that was relegated last season, so I know he's doing everything within his power to uh, prevent it's not a deja vu happening all over again and getting relegated. And like I said, they actually uh, gave my team a L um, this past week. So um, they uh, and also <laughs> got a few Christmas carols out of uh, Faux Daddy. So I think uh, that uh, rubbed a few people the wrong way. But it was, like I said, all in fun and games. And um, like I said, when you pull out two wins after losing – Quite a few matches. Uh, anything viable, uh, liable to happen. Now, you said before uh, the player Isco. Now, uh, listeners might remember that Isco was graciously our first sponsor um, with our first episode with his school dribbling out of bounds. Um, and if you listened to less, well, I guess two episodes ago, I told you guys about our extra time segment where I'm giving uh, two to three minutes for people to say anything they want. Now, don't quote me on this, but Isco, you may be hearing from the lad, uh, you know, pretty soon. So, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you who he's talking about. I'm not going to tell you what he's talking about. But it, it it may benefit you to listen. He should stay tuned for that. But that is going to be in a future episode. Uh, and I'm going to say that is the end of part two. Uh, stay tuned for part three because I am interviewing uh, IFVPA Mexico's center back and I think all-time cap leader, Crazy Wentz. So stay tuned. All right, and we're back. Uh, And tonight for part three, me and Cheeky are uh, actually joined by IFVPA Mexico's uh, center back, Crazy Wentz. Mr. Wentz, how are you doing tonight? Yo, muy bien. Mucho gusto estar aquí. Gracias por tenerme no, aquí uh, en tu uh, programa. Up, up, up. Try again. Oh, my bad. I left a sap button on there. Uh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. Welcome. Welcome to VPN Weekly. Um, so for many people who don't know um, kind of what the, the FIFA Pro Club's international scene is all about, give us a little uh, insight about, about what that is. So, um, you know, uh, IFVPA is the international community that, that handles all the national teams, of course. Um, I, I believe it originated out of the United Kingdom. I think that's where, like, the main guy is from. And uh, just a bunch of national teams throughout the world uh, who organize competitions with each other. It's, it's good stuff. Very nice. Now, you've played – you know, I, I said in, in your intro that you are the most capped um, – player on the team can you kind of tell me about how you started with i guess with fifa in general and then kind of how that transitioned into the the mexican team so i I was actually always a 1v1 player um and come fifa 11 there was this thing called pro clubs that just happened to be on the online section i go you know i'm going to try that out and i played a drop-in match and i had every intention of being a center defensive midfielder and uh it so happens i played center back that game and there was a manager for the FIFA Mexico League in that game who saw me play center back. He thought I was pretty good. He sent me a message saying, hey, you should come play for my team. Keep in mind, I've never 
played 11 on 11 pro clubs at the time. And I go, you know what? It might be fun. So I messaged them back. And uh, here I am today, all these years later. Wow. So FIFA 11. So it's been a little over five years. Well, I, I did take a hiatus for FIFA 13 and 14 uh, due to my work schedule. I was not able to play any FIFA, any FIFA league. So, um, yeah, just FIFA 11, 12, uh, the second half of 15, 16, and now 17. Yeah. Very nice. And I know that you've been, you've played on a lot of different, um, you know, VPN leagues. Um, we, I had the honor of playing with you last season at Eclipse. Um, and I, it was a lot of fun, but th- you, you've played in other leagues, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, of course done the ACL. I've only done ACL twice, actually. Um, the first ever ACL with Virgins and then Eclipse last season. Um, you know, FMVP, uh, AVL, uh, LVM. I also played VIFA for a little bit there. I know a lot of the players played both of them back then. Um, yeah, other than that, I've, you know, I've played it all for the most part. Very nice. Um, can you kind of give me a little insight about the, the differences between the leagues, but mainly let's say uh, ACL and, and FMVP? I, I would say the ACL has more quality top to bottom. Um, in terms of like the top four or five teams in both leagues, I feel like the teams are pretty evenly matched. It's when you get from sixth place and on that you really started, start to notice a significant drop off in the terms of level of play. Um, there's no doubt that if you were to take the 12th place team in both leagues and you put them home and away, the ACL's team would probably win that matchup nine times out of 10. Um, I mean, at, at the top, however, you do have the quality that's fairly even like, you know, street touch beat never unlucky in the finals, um, in the super cup, so to speak. Um, unfortunately the virgins lost to Viva football and in the first super cup last year, a little disappointing, um, Let's see if we can uh, make that happen again sometime. Of course. Um, now we talked a little bit before about IFVPA. Um, as, as you know, as as a Mexican uh, player, ha- would you say that your biggest rivalry has been with with the U.S. team, or has there no- has there been another team that's kind of been a thorn in your side? No, it's it's always always been the U.S. Um, it seems like every every year in the Copa America. Uh, it's always the U.S. in our way from uh, winning that title. Um, I've been on the winning end of that rivalry and I've been on the losing end of that rivalry uh, more times recently, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, it's, I feel like this FIFA might be the turning point. I mean, granted, yesterday's games were only friendlies, but I felt like we played very well. If anyone's unaware, at the time of this recording, uh, which is Monday the, the 14th, uh, U- USA and Mexico played two friendly matches, um, two very good games. Uh, both teams uh, won a game, so won a piece. Um, you guys played really well your first match. We were not ready. You, know, you guys are also missing some key players in that, in that defense and on the wings. I know uh, Omar is usually a, a stalwart on that left mid side, and Fame Foil, who's one of my favorite players on the, the American national team, is, is always at right mid for you guys there. Um, so it's, it's tough to really gauge it, but it feels good to be able to, to take a very convincing two, nothing win out of that game yesterday. Definitely felt convincing on, on our end. <laughs> Last night in our game, when you guys were, were, you know, when we were playing, uh, your center defensive mid Congre, is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, I, I say Kangri. Kangri? Yeah, Kangri is how I say Yeah. <laughs> Kangri. Kangri. Uh, that kid is an animal. Yes, he is. He's, oh he's, uh, my lord! He's easily, 
he's, he's easily the, the best D-mid Mexico has to offer. Um, I know I'm probably going to take some heat from that in the, uh, in the Mexico side of the Facebook group, but yeah, I, I have no problem saying he's, he's the best D-mid we have to offer. I will With, back uh, you up on that. <laughs> Cheeky, you, yeah. you had him on your team for the first half of the season, no? Uh, yeah, I had him last season when we played uh, on Envy, and like I said, if we brought him into ACL, well, he played ACL, and if he was in ACL permanently, he's easily top two, maybe even first over TG as far as the DMs go. And he's by far, well, I won't say by far, but he's uh, number one at DM and from the Mexico side. I've played with uh, the other guys that I think are top five DMs, and Kangri is definitely the best one in my eyes. I was sitting you know, on my couch last night with my mic on mute, just just yelling. I was just yelling. I was so angry because that kid just was everywhere. <laughs> there were seven of them. Uh, but this is hey. a, this. Go ahead. He's 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 really good at reading the the game and where everything's going. So yeah, he's he's a beast out there. And uh, welcome back to Kangri Talk. Uh, I'm your host. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> hey, Wince. I have a quick question. Uh, go back to when you're talking about your FIFA days. Uh, what do you remember the most about your FIFA days? As far as like, did you enjoy it? Was it like, what were your I guess your um, best memories from when you played FIFA? So uh, back back from my FIFA days, um, it was a very popular league when it when I started playing. Anyway, there was the English league, the German league, the Spanish league, uh, the Italian league. So it was a lot of players on that website, um, e- even more so than ACL and FMVP right now. You had you know full leagues, the the major four leagues at the time, fully loaded, eleven players every team. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of quality. I like how they did like a Champions League setup as well, where you play the other teams from the other leagues. Um, the one thing I felt that really held FIFA back at the time was that the website was a little tricky to navigate at times. Like you were on the FIFA form, but then you had to go to a different website to input stats and everything. And it was just tough to follow for me at the time. Whereas, whereas now, I mean, granted, um, ACL and FMVP are very streamlined in terms of the stats. So not, not to say it in it's perfect or anything, but if VIFA would have been better with having everything under one form, I think it would have succeeded uh, far more than the ACL did, which was barely starting at the time as well. So, yeah, that's my, my experience from it. I got to meet a lot of good players. Um, I remember playing with uh, Paul from Never Unlucky um, in VIFA. Uh, he probably doesn't have very good memories of me from, from that VIFA, but <laughs> I, I remember playing him and playing with him, I should say. All right, and Wentz, I have one last question for you. Uh, some of our listeners might not um, might have not been aware, or might not have their finger on the pulse of of FMVP currently. Can you give me a little insight on kind of where your team is and how the league's doing kind of at the moment? Because I know you guys started about a week or two ago. Yeah, about about two weeks ago now. Uh, in terms of how how the league's doing, you got. You know, FIFA Vets right now currently in first place. They're a recently promoted team from the second division, but it's it's no surprise to a lot of people who follow the Mexican League. They got a very talented team. Um, you got to see one of their players at right mid yesterday play for Mexico, Tolino, really good player. Uh, Fusion, who is my pick to win the league, actually, uh, is sitting in second place. I think they're one point back now, but they also have a game in hand. So um, they're they're probably really two points up on FIFA Vets. Um, my team Virgins is currently sitting in fifth place. Uh, we started off very poorly to start the season, but that's what happens when you don't, you know, practice together with the full 11 until, you know, the second week of the season. 
So uh, we're improving. The defense is elite, which is what I expected. It's just a matter of will we be able to score enough goals to uh, win, win ball games. Um, in terms of disappointments, I would say right now street touch has been a little disappointing. They're defending champions. They started off poorly as well, uh, but they've picked it up as of late. Um, I don't think they have the quality they did last FMVP. I think Fusion is by far going to run away with this thing. I mean, if they don't win it now, you got a down Virgins team. Um, you got no good who dropped out of the league. Everyone thought they were going to run away with it. Um, oh. You got you got FIFA vets who who's new, who's not really accustomed to playing first division teams over and over again. So I think they're going to drop a lot of points along the way. I think Fusion should run away with it. I think they'll probably win the league by you know eight to nine points uh, when it's all said and done. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that sounds very interesting. Some similarities, kind of that we got going on with our league um it'd be interesting to see if fusion can uh can finish out on top especially if everyone expects them to uh but that is it for uh our conversation with luis wentz uh crazy wentz as he's better known uh wentz i would like to thank you so much for joining us tonight right, thanks for having me of course and uh that is it for tonight. Uh, Cheeky, did you have anything to say to our listeners? Um, as always, thanks for listening. And in regards to FMVP, I hope my Australians uh, pick it up. I see where they are on the table. And it's my old squad. One FMVP with them before. I, I want to see you guys pick it up and finish strong. All right. And once again, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank our sponsor, uh, the Noodle Squad on Ice. Uh, when skating gets rough, it's time to get buff. Uh, once again, please use the special offer code MUSCLEMILK for $10 off your admission. Uh, and that is it uh, for this episode of VPN Weekly. For Luis Wentz, for Cheeky, I am that bottle face. Uh, thank you, and we will see you on the pitch. 